because I've been hearing like, all right, this this is basically like the best musical we've seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean it, I I mean to me I thought it was like I don't even like musicals and I went into it like all right everyone likes this but they like it for it being a musical right and as, as I'm watching as a, as a it I'm like oh I'm about to not like it and then I was like okay I like how they did that oh I'm about to not okay they did that tastefully <laughs> like it's not just yeah. like any other musical or like. Yeah, no, if you don't think about it, it's really, I mean, it's excellent. It really is. But I think that it it does open a conversation about what the Latino community even is. Welcome back to another episode of What We Watching. Got a couple quick topics for us today and I think a movie we, we all enjoyed. Yeah, how you guys feeling today? Good? No complaints, no yeah. complaints. Yeah, good. Both of y'all just came back from uh, a trip to, to New York. Big and, oh yeah, Gabe, I want to hear, I want you to tell the people about, about what you did. So I went to see the screening of uh, Choice of Weapons inspired by Gordon Parks, which is a documentary about Gordon Parks, who happens to be my favorite photographer of all time. Nice. Uh and it was amazing real like real real good documentary touches on a lot of stuff that people don't know about him um if you don't know who he is you should look him up he is first black person to be hired by a studio to direct the film first black person to be uh hired at life magazine first black person to have his uh, picture be on the cover of life magazine um he shot so many like prominent people from Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Duke Ellington, Mary McLeod Bethune, like a ridiculous amount of uh prominent figures. Um and you know, he's he even has a book out called A Choice of Weapons, where he talks about like he uses the camera to fight against everything that he didn't like about the United States of America. So whether it be racism, discrimination, whatever it could be, he used his camera to kind of combat that. So the documentary is about um, his life and life and legacy, basically a lot of stuff that he did. Uh, Oh, yeah, he 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 was uh, we talked about this on one of the earlier episodes Uh where one of the reasons why I like him is because he's a true renaissance man. Um, back in an era where everyone had multiple talents, they weren't forced to do like one thing. So it wasn't like your photographer only stick to photography. So he wrote books, he directed movies, he did poetry. He, uh, clearly was a, a photographer. He did tons and tons of stuff and he was pretty much successful in all of them. His book was successful. Obviously his photography was successful he um, created one of the most iconic figures in the history of cinema, which is Shaft. Um, so, yeah, it just was a, a, a real, real good story, a real good uh, documentary. And it talks about, like, his impact and the mark that he left on a bunch of people um, throughout the United States. Yeah. That's dope. <clears throat> Did you learn uh, learn anything new? I know you were pretty well versed on him, him being your favorite photographer and uh, you know, everything. So, uh, uh, yeah, well, there, I learned more about, um, or maybe see new things in a different, yeah. Well, so, I learned way. more about like how, how, like, some of the perspectives that people had, like, 
people perceived like the Shaft character to be kind of like his alter ego. So it was like mm-hmm. a lot like him, but kind of like how he wished he could speak in some of these spaces yeah. or whatever. Um, I learned about that. I learned about, um, you know, some of the stuff I already knew, but they touched on it more where like he, you know, if he was, if he was photographing you, it's not like today's time where, you know, person calls you, they book you for a photo, you meet up with them, you shoot. Nah, he's shooting you. He's, he's spending like a week with you, talking to you, learning you, getting to know you. And then he's capturing you in a way to kind of like, tell your story and he did that with a lot of people so there was a story that he did um on one of the most like notorious gang members in new york and he actually met the gang member when he was inside the police station shooting the police and this guy was like over here super like handcuffed up and he asked him who this was they told him who it was and he told the guy he wanted to do a story on him and he basically humanized him and shot him in a way he was like this guy's just like any of us he's going home every day to his family he's helping his kids with their homework he's doing x y and z but then he's also a part of this lifestyle that he kind of like grew up in and it's a kind of like a part of his survival right so it went from stuff like that and then another interesting story that um i didn't know like i knew he got hired to shoot um nation of islam which is why he followed uh malcolm x but he, you know, he went to go meet with um, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and uh, he basically had to get his approval to shoot him. Yeah. And um, and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, like his first question was, "Why are you working for the white man?" <laughs> and then he kind of said, some, "Yeah, he kind of <laughs> he kind of said like a quote about like uh, being like the change behind enemy doors or something like that." Yeah. And Honorable Elijah Muhammad was like, "Yeah, no, nah, I'm not buying that." He was like, but we like you, so we're going to give you a try, and hopefully we like your stuff. But if we don't like what you shoot, we'll be paying you a visit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, no pressure. That's crazy. <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> and, no, and so then he, he, he did his shoot of the Nation of Islam, and the magazine did their write-up, but then he did his own separate write-up to so that he could clarify certain things. like. Right. Certain things like he did, like uh, the Nation of Islam at that time was doing like canine training, meaning they were literally having canines bite them mm-hmm. so that they could get used get to like to the it. police. Yeah. And he was shoot, shooting that and shooting them going through like combat training and different type of like disciplines or whatever. And he was explaining these things. And it was in a way that, like I said, he was humanizing them. Yeah. So he would take these subjects and shoot them in a way to kind of allow everyone to understand them better, which is more so like the style of photography that I like. I say yeah, this all the time. Sure. Like I like story, yeah. meaningful photography, and less like vain, vain. You know, photography that's more like, hey, look at me. Yeah, yeah. more the story. Um, I feel like, like especially nowadays, photography is lost. I because photography is so widespread, and everyone has a camera on their phone that's high quality or like can take nice looking pictures um photography has lost part of the storytelling aspect where back in the day it used to be you're getting three portraits in a magazine or like on a on a um on a full page or a one pager but then right next to it there's a story in um 
about this person and the emotion evoked in the picture or the photo, it kind of matches with what what the story is telling. Yeah. And like I feel like a lot of that has is lost nowadays. Most of the time, it's like, all right, this picture looks cool, or this picture is like um, moving, or um, like pushes the envelope, or is just like abstract or, or or out there. Where, like you said, like I was, and I was gonna bring the point to you that that's kind of your style. Yeah. The two projects you've done have always there's really really good um, photography and content, and then there's a message in a written passage or or um, a story you're trying to tell also. Right. Yeah. Humans of New York comes to mind, speaking of the city. Like, I remember seeing that, like, rise on social media, like, and, you know, on top of the incredible stories, they were really, really um, profound and, like, um, well-shot photographs of people in New York City, like, and I always enjoyed that page. I wonder how, I haven't, like, checked in on Humans of New York, but I remember, like, what, like, five, four or five years ago, it used to be, like, the thing, like, to, to check that page and, and see the different, you know, the wide-ranging stories in in that city. So, yeah, that's really, really dope. Yeah. Um, yes, and just like we, what you were saying, like, I, I feel like some of that photography is still out there, but I think because, like you just said, everyone has access to a camera, it will take a lot of filtering through you have to the, dig a lot to yeah, find it. Yeah, yeah. It would take a lot of filtering through um, those, you know, pages or those profiles to actually get to some of the uh, meaningful photography. But they even had like some modern photographers who was inspired by Gordon, like on the um, the panel or in the movie. Um, one of them, and I can't remember his name, but uh, he actually, well, 2020, he had his second cover on Life magazine, Life or Time, and then. 2015 he had his first and then he shot a picture of the protest in baltimore maryland Mm -hmm. during that time and shot it in black and white and it was the one where they had it if you remember it said 1965 and they had it crossed out and said 2015 Mm -hmm. he shot that photo um and so he was he he's talking about that but you you hear like some of the same stuff I'm talking about, like they they were talking about, like they were inspired because of that. Like right. you could tell when he was photographing a person, like you could tell, like he actually had a relationship with them. It wasn't just like picking up a camera, snap, leave. Yeah, right. another another uh, photographer that kind of um, reminds me of that is a guy named Platon. I don't know if you heard of him, Mm-mm. but um, there's um on Netflix there's a show called Design or or Abstract, and then there's Abstract in Design, and he was in um. There's an episode they done on photography, and he's the one they featured. But he shot like he shot everyone. He shot um, I think Gaddafi, Obama for Time. Like I think he he's the main person who does most of like the Time portraits for mm. maybe Person of the Year or whatever. Oh, okay. But but yeah, he um similar to what you were saying where he spends time with them before he he might take like three pictures. They're also all film, is what they were saying in the thing or what he was saying. And most of the time, I think he only shoots in film, but. He only takes a certain amount of uh, photos, and he's talking to that person, and more. He spends more time talking to them and getting to know them before he shoots them than he does actually like taking the, the pictures and stuff, which is yeah, I think it's pretty cool. And I feel like, um, I mean, in today's market, you would have to be working for a publication to do that, right? Because for sure, yeah. If someone is hiring you like as an individual to come take photos of them, they're going to be paying for your time, mm-hmm. so. If, if you know, if I'm telling somebody like, "Hey, you're paying for my time to be here, but we're gonna chill out and talk mm-hmm, for sure yeah. for a day or two, <laughs> they're like, I'm paying you to have a conversation with me." So, I mean, 
yeah, but that's just like I said, that's the style of photography that I enjoy. So I thoroughly uh enjoy the the documentary. Um I know it, HBO had something to do with it, so hopefully it comes out on HBO Max. Mhm. Yeah, that'll be cool. Nice. But yeah, I'm glad you you had that experience. I know that's awesome, bro. You were looking forward to it. And once you found out, you were super excited. Yeah. What about you? Anything? Oh, you you had something special happen in in New York too, uh, Amari. I mean, oh yeah, man. <laughs> I met Chris Rock, dog. Like literally the craziest, most randomest thing. Are you sure that, it's so... not Chris Tucker? <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, <laughs> let's let's just begin the story. So, nah, it's not even that long a story, but. It is hilarious. We went to go see. Uh, we went. We didn't. We weren't even going to go see comedy that night. Uh, we went to go to the Blue Note. They were just. It was the grand reopening of the Blue Note Jazz Club um, in the city that's across from the Comedy Cellar, and we went to go see uh, Robert Glasper. He was doing the reopening. Incredible show. If you know, if you're ever in the city or wherever Robert Glasper is, like go and and see him. He is incredible. Like that's my first jazz concert, and I was just like mm-hmm. so inspired. Like I just loved, you know, everything about him and his band, and you know the way he interacts with the crowd and the way he just enjoys his craft. Uh, and the Blue Notes a super cool, intimate spot, and I just was like so like it was awesome being there. But we walked out the Blue Note, and there's this fat line like outside the comedy cellar and i'm like who what what's going on and so my boy like he we were like talking to people online we're like yo who's like performing tonight and <laughs> randomly one guy's like i have no clue but chris rock's like standing over there in front of the entrance i was like what <laughs> 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 what do you mean <laughs> so we, literally we turn around and there is chris rock just chilling like with a little like group and he's just chatting it up just like you know just cooling and we were Obviously, super, yeah, just being Chris Rock, and we were just, we were super scared to like walk up then, like me especially. I was just like freaking out, like from afar, like oh my god, like what, like what are we gonna do? And so we don't do anything at first. We let everyone they go, they go inside, and he's like in there working material for real, and like he was on stage there for probably like 30, 40 minutes. We were in the bar next door watching the rest of, um, I think it was Game Six of Nets um, Bucks. And um, we finished that off. Then we come outside. Two of my boys were going one way to go home. And then me and my boy Jordan were going another way. Had no clue who Chris Rock was. It's <laughs> my boy Jordan. <laughs> this man, when we were in the bar, we were trying to explain. He, he didn't know what was going on. He was like, what, Chris Rock? Chris Tucker? We're like, bro, how do you not know who Chris Rock is? Like, I was like, it was so funny. I texted him the next day. I was like, bro, this is like one of the most famous black people like ever. Like, how do you not know who this man is? And so literally when Chris Rock, we turned around when we separated ways with my boys. Chris Rock just comes out of the fucking cellar. And I'm like, oh my God. Comedy the, cellar. It wasn't just I a mean, random cellar. Yeah, no, just, yeah. <laughs> one of the great, the comedy cellar. Let me look it up. Also a, a great um, legendary spot. And uh, he walks out the cellar, and the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, Chris Rock, I love you. But my boy thought you were Chris Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then in classic, like, Chris Rock, this man said. Yo, if you, if I, if you see, says that in, like, a stand-up. Dog, right? <laughs> no, because, but then, but it was like, he looked at us, and he was like, oh, really? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Like, do you hate that? Or I don't know. No, they look super... nothing alike. Bro, like, I'm <laughs> nothing like, alike. bro, I don't know. My boy, he's from Tallahassee, and, you know, he was, uh, he's basically a white man. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> but... <laughs> <all> uh, <laughs> 
Pronounce the H. But um, yeah, bro, super, super chill. I, I I mean, he's one of those people where it's like you wish you had more time to just say a, a whole bunch of shit. Like, um, I didn't even get to say I love Spiral. I was like, I, the only thing that came out of my mouth was that my boy didn't know who the hell you were. And it was just, a, it was a really funny, cool moment. Just a random New York City moment. And then going into game seven, going, going to uh, Barclays, we saw Andrew Yang shaking hands outside the uh-huh. arena. Yeah, just like random. Like, New York City is just like... Every day, it's just something crazy going on over yeah, there. But um, somebody, yeah, yeah, dog. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the trip. Had a good time. Did not lay my head down that one time. Truly, those uh, are the best trips. Yeah, it was it was cool. So yeah, ten days of shenanigans, and um, I cannot wait to go back. Yeah, so shout glad out you to got, Chris. Glad Rock you guys enjoyed it. Both had and Chris Tucker. We love the both. <laughs> like and Jay said it's like... so salty. <laughs> glad you guys enjoyed your time. Glad you had a good time. Yeah, so much fun. <laughs> 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 But yeah, we can go through our topics today quickly. Um, to I think just interesting things to think about or or, um, or ask. But first one, is there any movies or shows that made you want to travel to that place, or like any that you can that you can think of that are like, all right, I gotta go. It could be any show. Like I, I'll I'll go first to get you guys thinking. But as a kid watching Rocket Power, I was like, I definitely have to go to California. Like, I definitely have to go and see learn what that's how to about. Skateboard because and then, yeah. And surf and all that, but Thanks. then um, still in the cartoon world, the wild thornberries, yes. just like living in. I've talked about this before on this podcast. Like I will live in a van and, and travel or whatever, yeah. like that. They were doing <laughs> that all over the world. Um, but going into movies with, with people, the um, the Parent Trap was lit. I always wanted to go to go to like a sleepaway camp like that. None of those in Florida, probably because it's too hot. But uh, <laughs> but um, the talented Mr. Ripley. Nice. They were all over Italy. It's just like that movie is just basically a whole vibe kind of. Um, Point Break, the movie Point Break. Oh damn! Where they're just doing all the all yeah. that crazy stuff, and I I mean I knew the what the topic was going to be. I guys I kind of give you guys a little bit of a heads up, but I looked up some stuff and and kind of like jogged my memory. But um, and then also just back into regular TV show Survivor, like you know <laughs> you know yeah like most people are like damn I definitely don't want to go there, but I'm like yo like. When they were in Gabon, that was that was cool, and just the places they go is like, oh, people actually. The the joke is like, people actually live here and are surviving. <laughs> They're sending <laughs> Americans here, and they can't they can't do it. But it's always like, if they had better conditions or whatatever, it would. It seems like most of like they're I think they're in Bora Bora once and stuff like all these like places that that people like to travel to. So that was cool. So uh, for me, growing up. I can't pinpoint like one specific show, but there are tons of things that were either filmed in New York or California. Yeah. So they definitely made me want to go. Um, then later on, like as I got older, a lot of the New York content became very crime heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, ah, mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, like Hey Arnold was, I'm pretty sure that was New York. Oh, yeah. Hey Arnold, yeah. He had a super lit room. You just hang out on the stool, play baseball and, yeah. the, and like a cold or whatever like a lot yeah a lot in between buildings so those two definitely but then a more recent one is and i've said this before well at least to you maybe not on the pod but um game of thrones was shot a lot of it was shot oh, in yeah. ireland, ireland. Oh, ireland. Yeah. and i and i saw a um a celebrity actually have their wedding in a castle in ireland yeah and so now like it's like on my top five places yeah. I want to go to. Right. 
No, I like super dope, especially when when it's green and not so rainy. But right. yeah. Um, shoot, Disney did a lot for me when it came to like locations and stuff. Like Lilo and Stitch. Like I always wanted to go to Hawaii after watching yeah, Lilo and Stitch. I was sure. like, damn, yo, like it just looks so colorful and dope. Um, let's see what else. Uh, shoot. Uh, shoot, Finding Nemo, as yeah. I said early in the pod, like our very first pod, like that made me want to go to Australia. It made me want to be a a, a marine biologist for a long time. Yeah. I was like, make you go, even if it's not places, just like yeah, going to see like, like it, scuba diving. It, and right, like yeah. it just made me like mad interested in fish for like the longest time. I'm like <laughs> dead ass. Like I was like, bro, like, like I want to go scuba diving and shit. Um, let's see another one. Uh, well, I I have been to Brazil. Um, oh, really? Fast Five. Um, made me want to uh, go to Brazil and ended up going in 2016. Mm. So you didn't want to go to Tokyo? <laughs> he was uh, getting there. Even, <laughs> wow. Wow. That's amazing. He was building up to it. Because you know that was my last one. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the great, incredible, uh, you know, once in a generation film, Tokyo Drift. Finally. Um, yes, it indeed, to this day makes me want to go to Tokyo. I will say it's probably my number one location on my bucket list mm -hmm. to travel to where I will be drifting a vehicle through the streets. So I do want to go to Tokyo and maybe next year for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. But I do want to go to Tokyo and it is actually my number one location okay. of a place I want to travel to. Oh, but really? it had absolutely, well, right now. <laughs> yeah. But it had absolutely nothing. nothing <laughs> to do. And I repeat, nothing to do with Tokyo trip. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Right, I, I think it's a tie between Tokyo and. Uh, uh, African Egypt, tour. Egypt, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not one place. Too I, I'll say that too. Africa, tour. like South Africa, and like wherever yeah. there's a safe safari, <laughs> the Lion King definitely was another one where I was like, okay, yeah, I like, want to see all my my peoples. I need to see. Like Simba if I could go for crew. a month and just and just yeah, that would be that'd be super yeah, cool. knock them out. Yeah, but I like, could totally do like a Pacific, like. Like Asian Pacific moment, like Tokyo, oh, for sure, yeah, and like Australia, New Zealand. Like I would definitely Down, yeah. run a trip like that. Hawaii, like yeah, 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 definitely. Is there um any? I'm gonna say oh Seoul, Korea. That that place is supposed to be super super lit too. Almost, I think people compare it to like how people think Tokyo is. Right, it's kind of like a super super modern city and super efficient. They do any everything with like. Oh. Logic and like super like yeah, South Korea is like stuff. the Hollywood of like Asia. I didn't yeah. really realize that. Oh, and I, I for sure forgot. But I, uh, I mean China, every martial arts film. Oh, oh right, yeah, right, right, that you right, get, right. You know, as a yeah, person who's super sure. into that, every right. martial arts film that you could ever imagine always has some sort of trace mm -hmm. back. So for sure. China. Yeah, so I I brought up Korea because I was gonna. That's a real place, but I was gonna go into. Is there any um fictional any fictional places fictional that you're places. like? I definitely have to go there, and mm. and one of them obviously probably for everyone is is Wakanda. Right, and Black right, right. Shot a yeah. lot of, or a, a lot of not a lot of the scenes, but some major scenes <coughs> in, in Korea also. But yeah, fictionally, you have any um. Yeah, I want to go to uh, wherever island uh Moana and her peeps are on. It was mm. it looks right. lit. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. 
Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as a big cartoon guy, I always was, you know, the classics, Bikini Bottom and like, um, shoot. You would need one of those globes. You would need to learn yeah, how to scuba yeah, dive. Yeah, I'd have to learn how to scuba dive. Yeah, okay. but I, like, I've always, like, yeah, I mean, you know, I watch so like much fish. SpongeBob. <laughs> you like fish. I love underwater <laughs> things. I love water. Like little I, fish, they were underwater. Like, no, I, for I, like five seconds. I can <laughs> swim. So, it's, you know, that's great. Um, let's see where else. Um, yeah, Wakanda. That's a that's a really good one. That's yeah, a really that like good like current I one. Um, I can't really think of other. You like sci-fi too, though. So yeah, Any real not cartoon, but like sci-fi places. You're like, oh, that place could be. Oh, there is one place. I, so oh. ne- not necessarily travel there to stay there, but I, if I can insert myself into this movie yeah. to save this person, um, in Interstellar. Yeah. The the black guy who's there for all those years. Oh wow! And they yeah. just leave him. You don't remember that? Oh yeah, and he leaves him on the planet. Yeah, leave him on the planet. Like five and minutes, they, but there is like five hundred years. Yeah. Ago. yeah, and they come back, and he's like an old. I old wish. Hell. Yeah. I'm like, listen, yo, you're the only black guy part of this group. Don't do this. <laughs> Don't, don't don't take one for the team. Do not, we don't, 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 don't. I know he says he's gonna be back in a in a short amount of time. Don't don't believe. Him. Don't do this. I, I've well, always imagine, and then he died. Yeah. I don't want to get into this because we have to. We're gonna have to do a little. We're gonna have to do an interstellar recap maybe in the near future because I want. There's too much to get into. Yeah, there's into so here. much in interstellar. But um, yeah. So the the next topic, it'll probably even be quicker than the last one is when would you guys want to release your movie? Summer, in summer, we're like summer hit movies and everyone can go. I mean, I guess in the winter and winter break you have that also, but. Where would you if you were if you were releasing a film? Man, I mean, spot. the summertime is like the classic. That was it's always the time of the year for me when I get excited about movies. I mean, mm-hmm. I get excited about movies during the holidays too, but it's like you just have like this full slate during the summer of just like bangers. Um, so I always get excited during the summertime. Maybe as a filmmaker slash like businessman, you might want to stay away from the summertime. Um, and like do the holiday vibe. Like I know Disney, like they would start, they started doing like the big Star Wars blockbuster films, like during yeah. the holidays, which worked out super well. And I, oh, I enjoyed that. Like next to like the classic holiday films. Um, but I'll go with summer. Like I, I that's like a dream of mine to like just have like a super dope summer blockbuster. Yeah, a movie, you know what I'm saying? Like, summer. and I always have memories, like, especially growing up, like in the early teen years, going with your boys, like to the, you know, everyone, you know, school's out and like you go into the movies like every other week and, Checking out like crazy, you know, sci-fi and thrillers and scary movies and shit. Like, yeah, I definitely release it in the summer. Um, so me, I mean, as you know, I go to the movies year round. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter when the movie's released. Word. But for nearly a decade, I had a tradition where every year for my birthday oh, yeah. and every year for Christmas. I would go to the movies. So they're both in different seasons. Yeah. But I would go with the uh, the Christmas one just because, like I said, that was just something I did every year. And I even was forcing some of my family members that time. So I feel like when it gets around that time of the year, I'm actually like in a mood where like I I feel like I have to go to the movies. Yeah, I let me see what it is. Yeah. Let me pick my movie for Yeah, I feel like it's a more special occasion going to the movies than, than my normal three to four times a week. Yeah. Where Oh, I just remembered something I want to bring about the last topic, but I'll go. I'll finish this one. The um, I think I would pick. Uh, oof. I think yeah, I think I, w- I would I would pick winter winter break or or like Christmas or around there just for like 
like the family aspect of it. I just remember yeah. like, all right, there's nothing else to do on Christmas. Let's go see <laughs> let's yeah. see a movie. Yeah. Everything everything else is closed. But there's also like some good movies out in and when I when I thought of that question, I looked it up just to see what um I guess performs better. And it's kind of split. It's like, all right, if you want to make a ton of money, release it in the summer because that's when the most butts are going to be able to be in seats. And if you're someone who's trying to push your movie or you want your movie to be fresh in people's minds for the award season, which is usually earlier in the in the following year, um, you're going to kind of want your movie towards the back end of the um, of the of the year. Right. But but yeah, I think I would. <clears throat> aside from having it fresh in people's mind for an award, I think just going to the movies to see my movie with my family would be kind of lit. <laughs> just like getting that um, that feeling back. But yeah, so the about the last topic that I wanted to bring up was when I was, um, like I said, I was looking up some other stuff just to, to jog my memory and uh, and maybe find some, some movies that I didn't think about in places that are like, oh, this movie definitely made me, <laughs> made me want to go somewhere. It was looking at places that, um, something came up, a place you can visit in real life that were shot in movies. And there's like 50 of them or something. And then the one <laughs> that I got to, I was like, why would people, after seeing this movie, ever want to go to this place? Right. Was the hotel, it's in Mount Hood, Oregon, which we've been to, mm-hmm. um, where they shot The Shining. Oh, <laughs> like, hell. why? Yeah, <laughs> like, see that? I would see, never go we're there. not doing all that. We're not doing <laughs> like, that. who's going there and staying there? Or just like, oh, let's just go through the, so, through the bush, the bush maze or Hobbit whatever it's called. From damn Lord of the Rings. So, or funny shit. story. Uh, the show Lost, mm-hmm. um, which is about like uh, a plane crashing, like a plane from any United States crashing, and the United States of America just deemed this plane as missing. They don't know where it crashed at, yeah. and they kind of deem all these people dead. It actually crashed, and these people survive, and they're on like this random island, and weird things start happening on an island, like uh, monsters and all that stuff, and people yeah. like starts to like backstab each other etc literally we were at that exact location when i went to hawaii oh, that's crazy wow. like it was shot yeah. at that exact location that's crazy. and like when you walk up Wait, there's literally a sign you asking the wrong person yeah all i know is you walk up and there's a sign saying like it was shot here and then the uh the guide on the little uh paddle boat was like oh over 50 films have shot here mm-hmm. and that was one of them yeah yeah that's all right. like all right i don't feel great about being here now yeah it's <laughs> like you. yo all this creepy stuff happened here mm-hmm. <laughs> all right now getting into the movie of today that we're gonna review today um recently released musical in the heights so being that it's a musical i know aj thoroughly enjoyed it <laughs> favorite movie of the year <laughs> <laughs> no, actually i actually enjoyed this movie i liked it um so what were your initial thoughts? It was my initial thoughts were I'm not gonna like this because <laughs> I think it's gonna be it's gonna be cheesy and like a cheesy musical. But um, I like I liked it overall. I thought it, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I liked how they did the musical aspects. It yeah. wasn't even though there was like song and dance. It while that was happening, it was moving the story along rather than. Um, in other musicals where you just it just takes you out of it and you're like, all right, I'm just gonna watch this concert performance now or this like this dance number or whatever. Um You know, I thought about this while watching the um the movie. Like how you don't like musicals and most of our childhood movies are musicals. 
No. Oh, like no. so, yeah. So like Lion King. And, yeah, yeah, Disney. Like, and they yeah. always had a sing along. Like they even had sing alongs. And yeah. it's just yeah. wild how they came up with that like concept of like turning like a lot of these like especially like the Snow Whites and Cinderellas turning like them into like show toony like Broadway yeah. kind of thing. Like well, they were per- very like somebody probably looked at it and be like, why can't we just do this with humans? Let's just make them. No, they were yeah. more just like, let's just make all the animals dance and shit. Like, let's make this <laughs> musical. Like, come on, we love. Yeah, show but I think it's like when it's people doing it, like. Not cartoons. I think even even like now when I'm watching um, like Disney movies and stuff of old, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is definitely a musical. Like, there's like parts of it, but um, I think it's when it's like people doing it, and they're like in real spaces and whatever. It's kind of like, okay, this is I could have you could have seen this at a concert or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it just ta- it just takes me out a little bit. But this one, it kind of. Um, they kind of used it to move the story along, also, which I which I appreciated. So I have a funny story about my initial thoughts. So um, we were at a film festival and heard a couple people bring it up, and yeah. then someone on uh, Instagram told me I should watch it. And so I, w- I go to download it on HBO Max, and I'm like, "Oh, this is a series!" Like, so I'm downloading. I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know this was a series." Mm-hmm. I download three episodes of said series, <laughs> and I get on the plane. To New York, get ready to play it. I'm like, wait a minute! I downloaded three podcasts about the film. <laughs> <laughs> did you listen? So did you listen? Nah, to I didn't oh, listen okay. to it. I was like, yeah, I didn't. I was just not. And then uh, I get back, uh, you know, to where I have Wi-Fi and look mm-hmm. it up, and I'm like, oh, I clicked the the extras part yeah, of oh, it, yeah. and then downloaded it, and then I actually watched it. Yeah. Yes, hilarious. I mean, I didn't even know they had that till just now. So. Right. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, my initial thoughts was uh, I t- I tend to try to avoid movies during the time that everyone's talking about them. Yeah. Just so I can like go in it with no expectations mm-hmm. and have a unbiased. Yeah. Because yeah, sometimes I go into it with super high expectations and it's not bad, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's not living up to the expectations that people gave it. But uh, I actually enjoy this, and I don't. You know, I'm not completely against musicals but there's there's a definitely a lot of them that i don't enjoy um so yeah i actually enjoyed this and i could tell like right off the back within like the first maybe less than five minutes of the film that it was going to be a very uh culture based movie Mm -hmm. which which grabbed my attention Mm because i like that type of stuff yes yeah go ahead all right then i'll say what i was thinking um, yeah, initial, thoughts? well, so with this one, I, I didn't look out for it, I didn't search for it, but my timeline gave me a, a very large wave of opinions <laughs> on this film. I mean, the, I mean, well, way before it came out, actually, um, I mean, just with the casting announcement and the trailer, there was a lot of energy towards this film a lot yeah they're promoting it for a while almost like for a really long time they've been promoting Space Jam and it was actually really interesting being in in New York while the film you know was like coming out being released and and what have you Um, yeah the conversation around the film uh, it's more been about it hasn't been about I'll just say as a part of my initial reaction it's a really good like film uh, especially for like a musical, I feel like the direction, the the cinematography, the actual um, musical numbers, choreography was awesome. Like I think Lin Manuel Miranda is, I mean, he's obviously one of the Broadway you know mainstays and greats right now, and he knows how to 
put that type of thing together. Like he, I, I mean, I, I will get more into some of the the numbers that I, I really enjoyed, but the main conversation was kind of more about what we were seeing on screen in terms of the characters and how the how this real location was being represented alongside those characters. And so there's uh, been a very big conversation about um, the uh, Latino, uh, basically just the way it's being displayed, how the Latino community is being displayed in, in uh, mainstream media. And um, yeah, there was definitely a very, very heated reaction in regards to oh, really? some of the, the casting and um, oh. just the way that the... Very significant aspects of that real community were depicted. Um, so, yeah, I uh, as a film, I thought it was a really great musical film. Um, but um, behind that, kind of like my my uh, assessment of um, Nomadland, like it's like okay, like this is a really good film, but there's a lot of shit behind it that we need to be talking about. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess we'll give like grades and stuff later, but. I I'm kind of on that like seesaw again where it's like this is really good but so hmm that's interesting because I, I I mean I feel like with casting you're gonna get that with any film that's culture based people yeah. there's literally right. always gonna be a complaint right. about casting with whatever community that's being represented and even in the film festival we went to they they kind of talked about it like it's always gonna be a balance between getting like the 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 art of acting is you being able to portray something right. that you're not. Right. Right. And casting people and giving people opportunities who are also, you know, a part of, you know, that mm-hmm. culture or community or whatever it is that you're trying to represent. And are there enough um, individuals, people, the room, yeah. people, you know, who, who are, who are in the room to kind of, Confirm. Confirm, yeah, or right, put people right. in those positions. And, you know, let's say this is is a, a, a this particular film was, you know, like you said, Latino-based. Let's say this particular film, let's say they're auditioning a thousand people. And let's say of that a thousand, let's say they select 85% Latino-based right. people. It's still going to be people complaining like, all right, that 15 that you selected that's not there who are probably like stronger actors or could be you know what i'm saying yeah that could have been why they were chosen they're gonna be like nah you should have just selected all x y and z so i feel like there's gonna always be complaints but obviously i'm not from that community so i can't speak to what uh if the depiction of it was accurate i didn't necessarily see any in my opinion i didn't see any negative depictions of the community or as a person you know i've seen tons of black films where we're like all right they're they're gang. It's gonna be gang. Mm-hmm, it's gonna mm-hmm. be crime related. Uh, it's gonna be the athlete who didn't make it. It's gonna be the right, the yeah, artist who yeah, yeah. It's gonna be yeah. the 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 artist who who had to sell drugs to to make music or something like right, that. Like right. yeah, to I mean, this is my opinion. To me, it just seemed like a bunch of hardworking people mm-hmm. who all had dreams, right? Or dreams of various dreams. And to me, it was super relatable. Um, from a standpoint of they had dreams, but they all, f- like, they had differences of opinion on, like, do, should I leave this community that I grew up in to, quote, unquote, do better? Or should I 
get as much as I can and bring it back to enhance this community. And I feel like that's always a conversation amongst like the black community. Like, Hey, are we buying black the block? Are we staying in the hood? Are we doing this? Or are we like, Hey, I'm doing everything I can to get up out of here and, you know, put us in a better position in other places. Um, And then the dynamic of people being first generation, uh, second generation, et cetera, like coming to the country um, that's a dynamic that I never really, I mean, obviously I don't have to think about, but a lot of them, you know, depicting like, okay, this person feels like they're struggling with their identity a bit because they, they haven't been home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or this person goes into this space and they don't feel comfortable in right. this space don't because it doesn't, yeah, yeah, because it doesn't feel like home or like some of the challenges we have where like, all right. You go into a space and a, a person may tell you you're not black enough, and then you go, uh, you know, you go into a, a person may tell you you're not black enough, and then you go into another space, and now they only see you as the black person. Mm-hmm. You know, having some of those similar challenges or whatever was super duper relatable, but that's interesting to hear because, like I said, I didn't necessarily see any negative depictions of the community or the people, but obviously, I'm not from that. Right. Community. Yeah. yeah. I think it was His- more so like not necessarily negative. I think I think it was a lot of they showed a lot of the the community in a positive way. I think it was more of the accuracy of that specific um area. And and I drew from, you know, people who are you know, I don't think I've ever been I've you know, I've been to the city a lot of times and I don't think I've been to Washington Heights, but uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, online who are in these communities really had like a very you know negative reaction to in it now how it looked yeah to like how it looked time period just in terms of like well okay so i'll say this so the very first the very first thing that i saw with this film from people who saw the film kind of told me a little bit about what i was going to expect and i did see I, i okay so they begin the film, right? And so we are shown um, in the bodega, we are shown a map of the Caribbean. And Anthony Ramos, who, by the way, Anthony Ramos is very it. talented. Yeah. Incredibly talented. Like, he's awesome. And I'm mm-hmm. excited for, you know, the all the work that he's going to get and, and what he's going to do. Um, but the map... In the back of the bodega shows the Caribbean, and you know he's a, this character is obviously a Caribbean Latino character. There's like a, a circle, I guess, like that's highlighting uh, the um, Dominican Republic, and it completely, almost like, almost blocks out Haiti. And I was like, that's really interesting. Like, and I saw a lot of like uh, um, conversation behind like the history. Between, because it's uh, it's one yeah, island, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like the history between Haiti and the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. and I did find it interesting how Haiti was kind of like not a part. Like it kind of was just like kind of blocked out of the you know the visual display of the Caribbean and the Latinx representation from that region, and it did kind of set a, a precedent for what I was going to see throughout the film. Now. Yes, I did see, as I was starting to watch it, I was like, okay, well, I do see black faces. I do see Latino and and browner people in this film kind of in the background, like in the backdrop of the main characters and storylines of this film. And I found that interesting. I was like, okay, well, I I understand that. Um, 
But then we are given Corey Hawkins, who was incredible. And in yeah, my, my opinion, favorite parts of in the my film. opinion, I feel like based on people from the community and what they were expressing and how they didn't necessarily feel like they were sh- displaying the true um, representation of what people look like in Washington Heights, which from what I'm gathering is a predominantly black Latino uh, community, I feel like his character and his storyline with Nina should have been the main storyline. I feel like not only is he a black character representing a Latino, like more accurate uh, member of the Washington Heights community, he was an incredibly, he was excellent singer, excellent rapper. And I just felt like his storyline made a lot more sense. And I am going to be honest, Anthony Ramos, Anthony Ramos's love interest, Vanessa, that would probably be like the only like down thing of this film she was she was the weakest of 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 the cast she had the she was the weakest singer her character i did not necessarily sympathize with her character and i just kind of found it funny how her character of all she kind of seems like the more she was like you know she's a fair skin she's a little bit more of um you know a european um hispanic or latina and she was like, I got to get up out of this hood. Like, I cannot be here with y'all. Like, this, I've got to go. And the more, like, Afro-Latina-leaning character um, was like, nah, I got to be with my people. Like, I got to, like, this is, like, my community. I need to be here. I don't feel seen outside of the community and, and group of people that love me. Mm-hmm. So it was a really huge conversation that I didn't notice until I – had really sat down and gone through some some of the comments and just a lot of the conversations from people in the Latino community. I mean, Latino community um, and just the Latino community at large um, that I didn't realize. So I'm kind of glad I did see that because I I just didn't realize like wow like there this is a very um, this is a heavily um, black and brown area. And while there was like background and secondary pieces to this film that display that, I think at the forefront, it was more of um, more of a mainstream depiction of what we know as as the Latino community. So um, that's that's kind of my um, kind of what I gathered uh, in general from from my experience viewing the film. So, part one of the things that we discussed at this uh, film festival we went to, there was a, a whole session based off of diversity in the film. And we talked about how important inclusion and diversity is, but we also talked about like how keeping it realistic too at the same time mm-hmm. has to be a part of that. So they brought up like the uh, <clears throat> what is the name of this Netflix series? Um, Startup. No, 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 no. I can't think of it, but it has a black guy playing like the Duke. Lupin. No, 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 no. Oh, um, oh, Bridgerton, Bridgerton, Bridgerton. Yeah, yeah. And Shonda Rhimes. We, they, they kind of like, hey, love the show. And uh, it was a lady saying it. She said she found the guy attractive, so she's mm-hmm. not mad at the casting choice. But there were no black dukes, right, in that area, in that era. So the reason why I asked you, are these people living in Washington Heights now, is because it's a period piece. He's telling a film about an actual event that occurred in the seventies of a NY blackout Mm -hmm. so 70s is 40 40 50 years old Mm -hmm. what it looks like in washington heights now may not be what it looked like back then Mm -hmm. and that we can say that's like and i'm not saying again i don't 
I not I'm not from there, I'm not part of the community, so I'm not saying that they're wrong or right. Right. But I'm uh, in my head, I'm like, okay, what this commit that community looks like now is definitely not what it looked like back then. And they kind of touch on in the film him saying like, people are coming in and people are leaving out and yeah. they're changing the dynamics of the community. Right. And 40, 50 years from now, um, when people, this is like right before he he's getting ready to take his trip to the DR, he was like 40, 50 years from now, when it'll be all skyscrapers here and different people living here, right. I'll remember this community for how it was. Right. Um, so I don't necessarily know if what Washington Heights looks like now was a representation of what it looked like back then. And there's tons of, of black communities that you could say the same about. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like right, right. there it, it's been super duper gentrified now to where if you go look at it now, it's like this is not a representation of what this looks like. But way back when this was a completely black area. You get what I'm saying? So right. So I get what you're saying. Like, they feel like, okay, you know, they're not being represented of what it looks like now. But again, like I said, he's literally telling a story about an event that occurred in the 70s um, of this actual blackout. So they kind of play off of a real life event to tell this um, story. Now, to your point, um, the 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 darker skinned individual, mm -hmm. I just forgot his name. Benny. Uh, Benny, Benny, yeah. 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 Benny had my favorite part in the entire film, yeah. which was right up in the beginning. When he's doing the dispatch in the beginning and he's singing, mm -hmm. he was going absolutely crazy. He's so talented. <laughs> he I was going crazy in the so, beginning with yeah, the dispatch. I didn't even I didn't like I didn't even see him as being a Hispanic character though. I think he was I I I didn't I didn't understand him to be Hispanic in in that sense. And I think like it was he was just a love interest of, of a girl and it was like I think it was showing that hey that there's still that ac acceptance or or there's like have that kind of dynamic in it mm -hmm. but um yeah I didn't really get because even when he was speak, speaking Spanish and stuff it didn't it wasn't it doesn't sound like I'm I'm Hispanic I'm half Puerto Rican it doesn't sound like he was being someone who knew Spanish or like who was Hispanic but just someone who grew up in the area with Hispanic people and knew them like that's how it felt to me, but I mean, I don't, I could have misinterpreted or like not really got what was what was going on. But um, I think with any movie like this, especially it, one being a musical, two, um, them trying to make it for Hispanic people and trying to co like cover everyone in a way, like co cover all the Hispanic communities and our countries in in the Caribbean. Um, no one's gonna be no one's gonna be happy because there's a lot of Hispanic pride, even more so than, I think, in other I guess, like individualism in Hispanic communities is like is super important. Like Puerto Ricans have their thing, Dominicans have their thing, Cubans have their thing, and everyone's super, um, super proud of that. So seeing that it was all mixed in, I was like, okay, that was kind of cool that they just didn't because Washington Heights is, um. My mom grew up in New York, not in Washington Heights, but um, in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. But um, it's I've always known it as primarily Dominican, which when they led with Dominican, I was like, okay, this is going to be entirely Dominican. And then when they started showing all the other parts and how a lot of Caribbean communities came to this area and came to New York at the same time, 
and um and even though they were from different countries and you have your like rivalries and stuff they were kind of together mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. in um kind of all in it like all in it together in a way <clears throat> was was cool and different but um yeah so i what i was what i was getting at was like no one's going to be completely happy because they're only they touch on Dominican people only so much they touch on Puerto Rican people only so much in their in the those differences and it's not really that same individualism that, that uh, maybe a lot of people would want or like oh they didn't they didn't go too much in this so they only basically they they barely highlighted this part when if you look at it overall and all together I think that it they did a, they did a good job for for trying for trying to mesh all of that together and the blocking kind of like I didn't re- I didn't see that I didn't notice it but I'll probably go look in and look up what you're what you're talking about tomorrow, blocking out off of Haiti and stuff. It's kind of like I didn't know that area to be uh, back then, at least to be to be Haitian, and also um, there. I don't even want to get into the history between the, the two sides of the island and stuff like that. But it was also I feel like people would have been just as mad or even more mad if they included Haitian people in that because they aren't Hispanic in a way. It's there, even though they're on the same island. There's a lot of similarities. There's a, there's a lot of differences. Differences, language being one of them. So if there was, there was that, there might have been our like, all right, like you guys added this, and it wasn't. It's not even Hispanic anymore. So I don't. I mean, I don't know, but it's not yeah. for me to determine. But like, I feel I, I like that's, that happening. That too. would be like, as an example, that would be like someone making a, let's say, a primarily Caribbean film that was based in south florida right and they covered all you know the various because south florida is a melting pot yeah. right right and and then they left out brazil and people being like what well, is we weren't represented and there's a a, a huge brazilian population in the caribbean in, yeah. in the, and in south florida you get what i'm saying right. i feel like it's just gonna oh, be one of those you, saying, yeah. you know what i'm saying it's just gonna be one of those things like like you said, no no one is gonna be happy. But I also could see what you're saying. Like people look to films and be like, okay, you're telling me this film is about this. I want to see how I'm represented in this film in this way, mm-hmm. etc. But that's why I, that's why I wanted to point out that it was like a a a, a period piece. Like he, he 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 like at one point in the film, the one of the children like. Uh, well, we need to give a background to the story, but yeah, we kind of just yeah, got into he, it. But... Uh, the the main character, is, Anthony, is telling his daughter and her friends a story about uh, basically uh, the time period around this blackout mm-hmm. and how this place that he has now had came about, and he basically goes through like all the different stories and scenarios of people returning home from college where they didn't feel accepted, people thinking they need to go to a different part of New York and get out of their little town, him thinking he needed to go back to uh, Dominican Republic, like all these different stories that are going on at the time of this blackout and then this blackout happens and some events kind of change the course of, you know, what some people decide, mm-hmm. you know, him losing his grandmother, him, uh, you know, helping his love interest get an apartment on the other side of town. Some people are leaving out. Some people he decides to stay, yeah. etc. Um, so that's the basis of it. But it is he's telling the, like at one point in him telling the story 
I forget what the daughter asked. He asked him a question and he literally goes like, we didn't have that back then. This was such and such time yeah. period. So yeah, it's, that's what I like to say. Like it's, it's a, it's a period piece. So, you know, it's kind of hard to say like, okay, this is who stays in this area now, mm-hmm. because as an example, in every Spike Lee film where he kind of talks about, um, this, uh, this, this area uh, and them ha- owning brownstones in this area. And it used to be like a heavily populated black area where they own br- a bunch of black people own brownstones. He's like, yeah, like no black people live there now. Yeah. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? So he, he, he kind of makes fun of it in all of his films where like, Hey, the price of this is going up. The price of this is going up. Right, so like, no, no, no black people live in this area now. So it, there'd be a ton of people who probably be like, all right, we're not represented in this. And he's making this film about, this area so i don't know yeah i just feel like that's a any any type of cultural piece is going to be difficult people are not going to feel like yeah everyone's going to want it to feel a certain way to them and then if it doesn't then it's they're going to feel like it either missed or or that it was it was lacking yeah um but yeah and and to echo off your point earlier or, or to to talk about your point earlier mario about how um how benny and Nina's character should have been like the main story. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like there was obviously he Anthony Ramos's character, Usnavi, was narrating it and like driving the story and telling the story. Right, right. But I didn't feel like there was one main one main, mm-hmm. main story. Mm-hmm. Like they another thing that I that I give kudos to is that they told separate stories and you got enough information about all those stories to see how it made sense and it didn't feel like one was overpowering or one was um, not so much weaker than the others, but like they all they all made sense and they all got the same slice of the pie basically mm-hmm. in in and how I was telling. I think he was just the main narrator and driver of the story. But um, yeah, because I could you imagine if 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 um they did make Benny and Nina's character the lead roles, I think the <laughs> backlash would have been worse. Yeah, for sure, probably. I. Th- I think the backlash would have been worse. I don't. Like, I, I, don't think, I still don't know if he was supposed to be a Hispanic character. He I may not have thing, even been. He. I feel like he was, and I think he should because I think that's the face of Washington Heights. Now. I think that's the true, like, depiction of what of the common person you would see in Washington Heights. I think Anthony Ramos's character is more of like the traditional mainstream, like visual representation of what you would think a Latino person a Latino person would look like in said community. Um also too, I don't, I, I don't know, know they showed they showed they like do. I when I looked at it, they had people who really looked Hispanic, not just like how a lot of Hispanic people in like Univision and and um there's a blend there. Hispan- there is yeah. a there is a blend there and again a lot of it is like not like primary or even secondary characters. There's a lot in the background that you see that look, you know, I you see afros and you see kinkier hair and what have you. I just think in terms of, you know, when you look at how the film was promoted and you look at like again, the casting decisions, it did it, it's a very it's not necessarily 
you know, and, and there's a whole conversation in, yeah. in all communities in regards to black erasure. Like right. there's not, I mean, and, and, and that's why I thought that the Haitian Dominican divide seen plainly in the background of the film was very interesting to me because like you said, there is an, there's an entire history. I mean, that goes to this day that is not just a divide, you know, between countries, it's a racially charged divide. Mm-hmm. Um, and one that permeates all aspects, all uh, areas of the Lat. I don't like to say Latinx. I don't think that's what the community likes. Um, but the Latino community, um, Puerto Rican community, Cuban community, um, Dominican. I mean, all throughout. I mean, literally, yeah. a couple months ago, I was looking at a video, and it showed like it was like a block party, and it was in like Venezuela or Colombia or some shit. And I was like, Wow, really? Is that Colombia? All I saw was black folks. Yeah. I mean, darker than you and me. Like, there's a very there's there's a historical significance to. You saw that in a picture? No, it was a video. It's a video. And I I've been to Colombia and I didn't see any black people. Yeah, while I, was I, there. I bet you did. I bet you did not. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I've been I've, I've I've when I went to DR, I seen more people who look like me in DR. Yeah. But when I went to Columbia, that's why I was saying like mm-hmm. it's kind of I, I feel I, I it's is it's going to be one of those things where people are never are never going to be happy. I feel like that's like someone making a film about certain parts of Africa. In certain parts of Africa, there is a high population of white Africans that are there. So if they make a film that was 30, 40 years ago about a, a, a location in Africa that's heavily populated with white Africans and it's all black people in this film, that's like the that community being upset that it's not a proper representation of what the community looks like now. I think that's why I've said I feel like he would have gotten more of a backlash because it was such a prominent, like, proud Hispanic film. And his character, to AJ's point, it's never really clear that he's even Hispanic. You it just you don't you don't see his parents, his family, nothing. Right, yeah, right. and he's he he's never clearly like holding a flag. He's never clearly like being a part of one like of a specific culture like everyone else is. I think if he would have been the main uh focus in a film that's clearly promoting that community. Hispanic. Yeah, right. I think that I think would have been more backlash because you can you couldn't even clearly tell like that he if he was or wasn't or what culture he was promoting, mm. et cetera, I think it would have been more more of a of backlash. But again this this might be ignorance on my behalf because I'm not a part of this community in any way, shape, or form. But yeah, I just I don't know. I, I maybe it, it, it maybe it's something I need to be more educated on right. to kind of learn about you know about that and for it to be so many um, Hispanic and uh, you know Latino people a part of the cast and a part of the production. I would, you know, I would think that I would, or yeah, I would hope that they would have kind of try to cover those bases. Right. Yeah. And I, um, yeah. Uh, the the online reaction is that they didn't. Um, and I feel like Corey's character again should have been that because, um, well, first of all, going back, I think this film is a little bit more up to date because there is a little bit of a DACA storyline um, and Dream Act storyline, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals immigration policy, oh, which yeah. is like only I think like 10 years old. 
So I don't know, but we didn't see too much technology. We didn't see too much. I, I couldn't necessarily they tell put a date when on the screen. Did they really? They About literally the blackout, put a yeah. yeah. They literally put a date and says such and such days since the year blackout. And then when he says it, like when he answers his daughter's question, he says. We didn't have this back then. It was such and such year. Yeah, the story was back then, and he was when he telling, was, when he was telling the, the current, children and stuff. It was it's current. A past tense. It's before the daughter's even born. But when right. the cousin was like, "Hey, we're going to a DACA rally," what was that? Oh yeah, you remember with the yeah, dreamers? There was that, yeah. I couldn't tell, and I was like, "This, those policies, all that stuff is like this generation." Mm. So I don't know when I couldn't tell, but right, like. When I was watching, it looked like it, it reminded me of almost like what's the classic um, West Side Story, like, but a little bit more, a little bit older. I mean, a little bit younger than West Side Story, which is obviously, you know, decades before this time period that is depicted. But yeah, um, yeah, and I thought that there would be a little bit more of that in there too. I thought there, there, that could have been an interesting um, aspect of the film. Which, by the way, I did feel like the film was a bit long. I don't know how you guys felt about that. But um yeah, I mean a big a, a really huge conversation that, you know, people who are experienced and and know about the community um are have the have their full right to have um I guess, you know, going into some more of the positive stuff. All the music was just incredible. The the dance numbers, all of the performers that were in the background, um the way that things were choreographed, the usage of um, you know, I mean, every part of like, I mean, you were up over the water in the pool, then you were underwater in the pool, and then we're we're climbing buildings and shit, like dancing and like, I love that part of the film. I mean, Lin Manuel Miranda, he, you know, he's having a, a little rocky little Hollywood moment right now, but I feel like he his talent definitely shines through when it, um, when it comes to the composition. And performance of these musical numbers. I mean, the ninety-six thousand um, part with the pool was super dope. Like you were saying, Benny and Nina, um, their numbers were really great. Um, man, um, and yeah, I mean, just a lot of very strong singing performances. Again, Vanessa was just very, very weak for me in this film. But yeah, she just wasn't. She she yeah. just did not do it for me. If we go maybe back. She, maybe she was just one of the the better dancers and. Mm, I don't know, mm, but <laughs> mm, see, mm. but that's crazy because one of the scenes you like is my literally my only criticism. But it's, be, oh, it's probably because no, 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 no. Is well, yeah, it is with them, but it's it, it was too sci-fi-ish for me. Them running on the side of the building. But you know, that's oh, so yeah. as soon as it that's turned so, like, on the side, I'm like, it just completely it took, took me out. out. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, so I've, I've been doing a good I job. I thought of you staying weren't gonna like it because musical. of that. Yeah, I I was doing a good job of staying in it, even though it was a musical. Cause I told you like uh, a film that I didn't enjoy. Was a uh, Rocket Man because like um, they did yeah. some insane. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Their transitions to the music was very, wild. Yeah, like he's Rocket sitting Man at a table did. having conversation with his family, and all they of a sudden tried. he's launched into outer space singing. Like yeah, they tried. it was stuff like that. So like they were doing a good job of like, all right, it's a musical, but with the musical they're actually singing about stuff that's a part of the storyline. Yeah. So it's almost like dialogue and the storyline passing along the story, etc. But and and you know, they're using the street and the, the stuff. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. But when they turned and they were on the side of the building, as soon as that shot came outside of them, I was mm -hmm. like, okay, this is CG. So what's about to happen? Right. And yeah. then they turned the building on the side yeah. and I was like yeah, I didn't enjoy that. I could have. <laughs> I could have. That's the one that. thing that I like about musicals when they're done well. Like, 
there's a lot of stuff that happens in musicals that's just not going to happen in real life. You're not going to have people on the street just in unison all of a sudden <laughs> do a choreo number, you know, to a show to. Flash mob. Right. Flash well, you mob. do get a yeah, flash mob. But like, just like, <laughs> but then everyone kind of like goes their separate way. But then like, then your characters go back into singing to each other. And it's like, that's not real. Mm -hmm. But I like how, and even like. Towards the end of the of the movie, when the kids go outside, you and like it the just court. so happen you yeah. have like the water kind of spraying in this very like formulaic like. Oh no, that's a real like, thing. Like in like, but like in like in a way where it's like it's cinematic, like the way yeah. that you can shoot it to make it look like it's like this grandiose like. So moment, we in, you know, I, I can streets. talk about this since we talked about it earlier. One of my favorite Gordon Parks photos is in Harlem, New York, mm -hmm. of kids playing outside with uh fire hydrants mm -hmm. in the water it is shooting in that exact same way. Right. So I know it looks like I this would never happen, but right, because right. I've seen the photo, I'm like, no, nah, that probably yeah. did. That could probably happen. happen in film, like in a film photo. But even like even the pool, the pool number with ninety six thousand, when they were counting off the lotto numbers, and yeah. they revealed a towel for each number of the lottery ticket. Like that's stuff that I like because it's like this is not like you know what I mean. Like mm -hmm. it's not real, yeah, it but it it takes place in a real environment, a real a real setting but it's very much like that's what disney like we were saying before that's what disney always did so well like they made they were they were taking you in and out purposefully to tell a musical um perf you know highly performance based story so i i i really did enjoy that and i and i thought i wasn't going to necessarily because i'm not necessarily a um a musical guy either but like even in dream girls like from our past pod episode like there are definitely moments in in the in, in that film as well where it's like okay well that probably wouldn't you know it just so happened that you know um you know whatever they they, they were trying to depict in in that film but um yeah i think they make a lot of they make good use of like just like coincidence or you know just spontaneity to no, yeah, it was, make it visually appealing it was choreographed well and like yeah that's that's the impressive thing with musicals is that I'm not sure everything is like one one shot or one take, but you have to you have to choreograph it really really All well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. everyone is doing one thing for one goal. It's like like a team sport almost. But um, yeah, and uh, but back to um, other aspects I liked uh, I liked about it was that it was it also showed. Like I said, it it kind of told all the stories equally, in in my opinion, and <clears throat> it also showed the how the community helps each other too. Like you said, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. his grandmother died, but that wasn't even like his blood relative grandmother. Right, that was just right. someone in the in the community that everyone revered and respected and called abuela. But um, and how they all came together for dinners, even though, like I said, they're they're different types of Hispanic and whatever. But they're like, all right, we're all we're in this place. We're all from the same area. And we're all gonna help each other grow in, and we're gonna uplift, uplift the everyone and the best of us also. So, I thought it was good too. So hearing like people <laughs> have negative reactions to it is like, all right, everyone is gonna be like, all right, this is what I would have done better, or this is how I would have done it, no matter like if I was the one directing or if if I was making this movie. But I think, in my in my opinion, it was it was told in a way that no one. In I guess like Hispanic wise, no one was under, no one, no one's story was told more than the other in a way. Yeah, I mean, and what like again, when 
one of the things I like about even traveling or learning about different cultures and culture films is seeing like the relatability and seeing how like all these stories that I see happening in in this culture happen in others happen in other other cultures too. So like you know this person who's widely revered in the community passes away. And now it's like, all right, well, are we going to sit around and mope about it? Or who's going to step up and become that person? There's some, how are we some of that in Concrete this? Cowboy, too. Yeah. And and then you have like, all right, well, we're going through this blackout. How are we going to deal with this? Are we going to sit around and mope about it? Or are we going to, you know, and as a black person, is like, all right, we've constantly had to overcome several thousand <laughs> things that have happened to our communities time and time again and kind of like still be positive about it and even with traveling like you go into some of these countries where you grow up hearing like oh well they're going through these conditions they're going through these conditions and you get there and they're like they're some of the happiest people mm -hmm. that you ever want to see even you know in spite of them going through these conditions and they probably don't even see these conditions as being like that bad um so seeing like those different types of stories definitely like made it super relatable to me it definitely was something like i said that i uh Enjoyed the food, all the food like it was bussing. <laughs> um, that's an important, yeah, that's an important facts. thing. Yeah, for yeah, because yeah, they, and they also show it's different in the dishes too. You can they they kind of showed everyone's most popular popular food also, and like what like some stuff at from my Hispanic side, I have at Thanksgiving also, and so I was like, oh, okay, they 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 have this in there, they're they're doing this, so yeah, I don't know, yeah. Um, I liked the uh, Mark Anthony surprise reveal. I didn't look at the cast before watching this one, so I didn't know he was in it. And I liked how they, you know, I liked that slow pan up to reveal Mark Anthony. And shout out to Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony to me is like, Mark Anthony's like the Latino Jermaine Dupree. It's just like... Yo, like this little like he got some game. Like everyone used to be like, remember Jermaine Dupree and Janet Jackson were a thing for like the longest time. Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, like Mark Anthony's a G. Like he really nabbed J Lo for real, for real. Like he's <laughs> a legend. Like that's that's really great. Like good for Mark. Um, I would have liked the Mark Anthony number. I, I was waiting on that. I thought maybe at the club scene, gotta have a bigger budget. Oh, it looked <laughs> like a big ass budget for this <laughs> film. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, <laughs> he gotta have a bigger budget. And he made sure to have his little interlude in there with his little song. I was like, okay, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. We could have maybe sliced that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Lin. All right, now we get it. But um, he's also, you know, he's he's a great singer performer. Obviously, Hamilton. We we love Lin as well. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, I did feel like the film did go a little long, but the, when it got to the, when it arrived at each scene, like, basically, hold on, when did I think that the movie was, was long? Pretty much after Abuela died, I, I I was like, okay, can this be it? Like, can we, <laughs> can oh, we nah, end it? End on that, I was like, yeah. I thought it would be not just end at her death, but like, have the resolve, like, everyone coming together, like. You know, the community came with the candles, boom, boom, boom. And then, like, after that, we can hit, like, one last community. Let's let's push forward together number. And then we could, then we can end it. But it did. Then I was like, okay, okay, we got a little bit more. All right, okay, fine. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even even Abuela's, her, her final scene, I was like, damn. I was like, whoa, like, they're about to, keep, like, 
I'm about to die for real? And they did a very, it was a very nuanced and, uh, well, maybe not necessarily nuanced. I mean, you see a shining light at the end of a tunnel. But um, you do get, like, a really beautiful number and moment for her, which I really like. I like seeing, like, older actors, like, get, get you know, an opportunity to showcase their talent. Yeah. And um, I think she did a really good job. Um, and she had a really nice voice as well. And she she played that very, very well. And I really enjoyed her number. Um but yeah, um, yeah, and even though it was a sad part, they sh- it showed her like, and people were sad about her leaving. It showed her like, okay, it's my time. Like, I'm happy. Right, I'm right. happy going. Right. Like, I, I really like that. I really, really like that. And then it's like she won the lot. It's like, of course she won the lottery. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I love that too. Like, that's just like a classic. Just like, of course, you know, she left that last thing behind as well. You know, on top of all that she poured into the yeah, community, taking care of the community. Even you after. know, yeah, I, I really like that um, portion as well. Um, what else we got here? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of directions you can go in with with this thing, but I really, I must say that Lynn does, he, I mean, this is his, clearly his, his, his strong suit. Like he's a musical guy. He's, so I'm I'm excited for what he does with the Little Mermaid, which is coming up. That's going to be like his next thing. And I hope that, you know, let's, let's, Lord, let's hope that's received a little bit, a little bit better. I think they're going to be that's going. Crazy. I have, like, it's crazy to hear that it's not being received well, because yeah. that's literally the first, like you telling me that is the first negative response yeah. I've heard. Yeah. All the, I've been hearing like the praises. Mm-hmm. That's why I said I didn't want to go into it with a certain level of expectation, because yeah. I've been hearing like. All right, this this is basically like the best musical we've seen in a long time. Yeah, I I, I mean it, I I mean to me I thought it was like I don't even like musicals and I went into it like all right everyone likes this but they like it for it being a musical right and as, as I'm watching a, as a it I'm like oh musical. I'm about to not like it and then I was like okay I like how they did that oh I'm about to not okay they did that tastefully <laughs> like it's not just yeah. like any other musical or like. Yeah, no, if you don't think about it, it's really, I mean, it's excellent. It really is. But I think that it it does open a conversation about what the Latino community even is. Um, And again, it is a very, uh, the the story of, if you want to call it the Hispanic community, the Latino community, is a very much a part of the African diaspora. Mm -hmm. I mean, in a very, very big way. Um, I mean, from my experience being in South America, in 2016, I visited Brazil, like I was saying. I've been to Brazil. Uh, I went during the Olympics, and we were driving from the airport, and I didn't, I couldn't necessarily tell on, it was like on a wall. We were driving past like some of the, they were called um, the favelas or basically like the lower um, uh, barrios, and there was like a, it was basically like a Black Lives Matter mural on the wall mm-hmm. in Brazil. Now, when you think of Brazil, do you necessarily think of black people? No. When you think of South America, do you I, think? I, I, yeah, I, yeah. But it visually, is, mainstream-wise, do you see black people? When, when you I'm think thinking of about South their, America, soc- their soccer players, yeah. <laughs> like, when, like, when you think about, of South America, when you think of Cuba, when you think of Puerto Rico, Cuba, Dominican no. Republic. Puerto Rico, yes and no. Dominican, I mean, it just in... Kind of just to not shed some light, but to go in a, in a little more between in the Hispanic community, there like you're alluding to now, there is a definite racial divide, and there's mm-hmm. definite like 
um, what's the saying? That there is um, purify the race. There's a there's a mm-hmm. saying where they say mm-hmm. purify the race and try to get it like try to people want to be as light as possible. So there's mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. some communities that are like that, and um, there's I mean so that that's that's a big issue. So when I'm watching this I, and knowing that, and watching the movie, I'm like okay yeah they're showing like the main Anthony Ramos obviously he's lighter, and I guess. Vanessa is lighter, and I guess most most of them are lighter in the are in the middle. Right. But at the same time, they do show some of maybe not like probably my skin skin tone, like Hispanic people, and um, I don't think that I think they purposely don't address that and kind of just kind of have the entire the entire spectrum so that it couldn't be not couldn't be picked at, but just to make sure that they cover all bases and the people that are on one side of it don't feel like they get left out and the other people on one side of it also don't feel like they left, get left mm-hmm. out but like I said everyone's gonna depending on what side you're on you're gonna find something to pick at in mm-hmm. a way like some like people who are leaning more alright I'm on the lighter side I want my race to be or I want Hispanics to be shown in a lighter way are gonna be like why even have Benny in there I don't even see him as Hispanic or, or like whatever I don't know but there's there's definitely going to be that aspect and because they're the caribbean and even like i mean down here in south florida we know it's a melting pot the caribbean's right. a melting pot there's so many different perspectives and different looking people mm-hmm. and so many shades i mean even so many, in the yeah, black so, community i mean there's not necessarily one shade of a black person right. we all come in different um shapes and sizes um i think just in terms of like the mainstream gaze when you think of a latino you do not think of a black person and I, and I think that just the point is just like, yeah. it's a very large part, which we don't realize. Like, again, like when I saw that video on Twitter, I was like, oh, my God, that's a lot of black folks. Where is that? Colombia? I'm like, what? Like, where are they? What? What? You know what I mean? And so I, I did find it interesting how it was, a, it was a story about representation and a story about, you know, kind of taking back the block when, you know, it might not necessarily be accurately depicting that block or are accurately representing, you know, what they're saying they're representing. I mean, I also find it interesting, like the aunt, the aunt that ran the salon, she was like, I wrote this line down because I was just like, yeah. really? She was like, you know, we we survived slave ships. We survived conquistadors. Yeah. I, mean, so I was they, like, they t- I was like, oh, really? <laughs> I was it. like, you're a very, uh, uh, you know, Spanish uh, woman, <laughs> and that's very interesting that you got that line. Um, but th- I feel like that's a whole. I feel like it's a whole other it's, conversation. I feel like it's a whole yeah, other podcast. It's tough, low it's key. tough to. It's tough to to put that on to to marginalize her that way, though, because you can. Spaniards are very European. <laughs> right. They're not. If she's super Spanish, she's not going to look that way. She's clearly like mixed. Maybe maybe it's not fifty fifty or whatever. But there's there's that, and there. I think that I I like that part of it because it kind of showed that hey, we're not just leaving this behind. We're not showing that this wasn't part of our of our past too, or that we don't have people in our community that are like this. And even from I've seen I've seen the opposite from people who look like her mm-hmm, that try mm-hmm, to right. try to hide from that and shame right, that part right, right, right. of their of their history and be like, no, that's that's not me or or not us, or that isn't a part of it. So, I, I think that part should get more, um, I guess, more respect in a way. Because even, 
like some people don't like they don't even know I'm black. They can just think I'm Hispanic or whatever. There's people who look like the spectrum. I think if you don't have a first of everyone's point of view on it, it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. I think mine is different because I have a first party perspective on it and knowing and knowing both sides and and whatever. Where your idea of what Hispanic people look like because of how you probably like and that's and that's the thing too, kind of what you're alluding to in in Hollywood is they show they always show in every across every part of like film which has been a thing regardless of what it is they're going to show the lightest people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in that culture or race most of the time so it's it's no surprise to me that you are used to seeing hispanic people in that way or people from certain countries in that way where in brazil like it's heavily black i think that's i think i that's where most of the slaves were or most of the people were slit or were sent was to brazil in those areas and, and in the caribbean um, even more so than than here in the states for the development of sugarcane and all that. So, <clears throat> if you if you've experienced that culture through a certain way rather than than a different way, then you're gonna have your own ideas and perspectives on on what they look like or or how um, or how they they've been represented in, in a way. I don't know. All right. Yeah, I, well, since you brought up Mark Anthony, I want to kind of touch on this before we get into our ratings. Uh, the character who played Kevin Rosario, Jimmy Smits, we talked about like underrated uh, oh, yeah, actress, yeah. and this is my like I've yeah. seen him in like uh, Sons of Anarchy. He was r- great in Sons of Anarchy. He was great in um, How Did I uh, How to Get Away with Murder, and and now in this. Um, and there was another that there's one that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head that he was in that he had he was super good in too. I feel like he's a super duper underrated like uh actor. And and all these are very like different roles. Like here he's playing like the worried father. Uh Sons of Anarchy, he's playing like an OG. Mm-hmm. Um How to Get Away with Murder, he's playing uh, a person who's battling a drug addiction, but he's also a a therapist, and then he has, like, a mental breakdown himself. So it's like he's playing very diverse roles, and he's killing all of them. So, yeah, I think think he's uh, definitely an underrated uh, performer, and I definitely wasn't expecting his his real name to be Jimmy Smith. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) He was was a great – he he could hold a note too. I liked – I mean, pretty much almost the entire cast was – did really well with the songs, Um, except for Vanessa. (laughs) Why am I going in on Vanessa's character? I really did not like (laughs) Vanessa. Like, I just feel like I – yeah, I was just like, ugh, like – she 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 didn't do it for me but i i did like i loved um what was the other girl nina i i loved loved nina's character i think she was beautiful beautiful voice i loved her story and i just loved i i mean even the background when she first got to stanford and you know her her roommate you know had lost her keys or or like a pearl necklace or something like that and you know they searched Nina's belongings. Like I before I checking really, her own. Yeah, like and she she had, you know she had just lost it, of course. And I was like, wow, like you know, I'm sure a lot of you know first generation students or whatever the case, or even just you know a, a black or brown student in a predominantly white environment or a school has experienced something like that. And so I definitely liked that piece as well, just to kind of like highlight, like, hey, you know, like we. You know, again, like 
there is a, 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 a an attempt to display um, unity and like a, a unified community, you know, regardless of you know who may be represented or underrepresented. <laughs> They did try to show like, hey, like we are all kind of bunched up into this situation together. You know what I mean? Like, and um, we all have experienced, uh, one way or another, um, you know, bigotry and uh, discrimination and um, oh, what's the word that I'm uh, prejudice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because of the color of our skin, because of our background, because of where we're from. So you know, I I think. And, you know, as we as we all should think, you know, we, we're all kind of in, you know, it's kind of corny, but we all are, you know, in this together and, you know, we're all minorities and, you know, trying to fight the good fight to, you know, advance our cultures in this very, you know, um, white uh, dominated society together. Um, you know, while it's not necessarily like that all the time, I, I see the attempt by the film to be um, one that's unifying and, you know, bright and colorful and, you know, a, a great representation of this real community. Um, so I get, you know, is that a good segue into the grades or is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? No, I think, yeah, we can go into ratings. Um. Yeah. I think we, <laughs> we we definitely dove deep into this one. Um, and it seems like there's, I gotta go, I gotta go look up more about what what um more people on the interwebs are saying. But I've like you said, you've only heard heard good things about it, and it didn't it didn't let me down when I uh when I watched. But um, I got, I'll start. I'll go ahead and give it an an eight eight and a half. That's actually I was gonna give it an eight. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Word. Um, I'm going to give In the Heights a, hmm. It's a good, it's a good, for a musical, it's really, really good. Um, Again, Lin-Manuel Miranda is so talented. And um, I hope moving forward he, you know, makes it a point to... um, be you know thorough and um make sure that he is you know accurately depicting when it comes to his storytelling the conversation that i found behind this film um was um one of a lot of ire one of um a lot of negativity there is a lot of positives to the film and that i've and i've also seen a lot of positive behind the film um, I think just from a cultural and and just like mainstream gaze perspective, I feel like the film missed its mark. Um, I haven't been to Washington Heights. Um, I have not been to this area of New York, but from what I've gathered from people who are have heavily you know been involved in this community or are just from New York or are from these particular communities, there is a discussion of just like it could have it could have represented. Um, you know, some of the some of the um, more front facing um, people of this community better, um, which, you know, is black people um, in the Latino community. So with all that being said, I'm going to give this film a. Ooh, I'm going to give it a six and a half, seven. OK, I'm going to give it a six and a half, seven. Cool. But all in all, I think we we all enjoyed the film. Yes. No? Yeah. Yeah. 
Definitely. Great songs. I wasn't upset about watching a, a musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, that, that's good. The, and it's, it's songs like that you can like kind of like listen back to too. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like stuff where it's like it's kind of like added, like I kind of like some of it got stuck in my head a little bit. Um, and and so shout out to, um, shout out to Lynn again for just like yeah. making really good music. Definitely, definitely some corny parts, which is probably why I, I'm I lane like eight eight and a half or like put that eight in there but um that's i mean you get that with with musicals it's performance it's not like actual always actuality you know it's a a fantastical kind of representation representation of a film anyway. right right but yeah with that uh i think we we'd all recommend watching it yeah 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 i would yeah, yeah. i would i would all right Check yeah. it out. Let us know what you guys think. It's been another episode of What We Watching. Pew, pew, pew. Adios. <laughs> <my fuckers. laughs>